0: Yeah. Welcome, you guys, to In the Mind of fresh all about interviews, experiences, and entrepreneurs. Last week's episode was particularly touching. I got some very nice emails and messages from you all. I featured Valencia Harris, who is a mom on a mission. Her daughter, Unique, went missing seven years ago at the age of 24. She was abducted in the middle of the night from her southeast apartment with her two little boys sleeping in a room right next to her. To this day, her case has never been solved. You heard a very passionate woman last week, Valencia. She said that when this case first happened, she felt abandoned. And she also said that over the years, she's had to be her own advocate. But a lot of that has changed. Now, in 2017, there's one man that she gives credit for, for really helping her get closer to answers as to what happened to Unique. And that is Washington, D.C. Police Chief, Chief Newsom. Chief Newsom agreed to sit down with us for his very first podcast interview to find out where they're at with this case and finding and bringing some resolution to Unique's story. And also we asked Chief Newsham about new detectives on the case. Is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? And of course, why is it important for Chief Newsham to bring attention to and focus on cold cases when they take a lot of time and resources? So all that is right now on In the Mind of Frigge. So Valencia Harris was on my podcast this week and talking about the disappearance of her daughter, Unique Harris, in 2010. And she said amazing things about you. She's very grateful for you. Oh, good. Because she said that you have a renewed interest in cold cases. So I wanted to interview you today to find out why that's become so important for you.
1: Well, you know, uh, uh, Valencia, uh, her story in particular is is heartbreaking. I think any person uh, who is a parent... Uh, can empathize uh, with what she's going through. You know, she has uh, a young daughter uh, with two young children uh, who disappears, and she doesn't have any answers. Uh, There are so many stories like that. There's so many unsolved homicides in the District of Columbia. Um, You know, we have a really uh, good homicide unit. It's considered one of the best homicide units in the country. And one of the things I would like to express to those families is, uh, you know, the men and women who work in that unit uh, have that same kind of feeling when they get a case. Uh, they they live and they breathe these cases. Um, it really bothers them when they can't close these cases because they have had experiences when they've been able to close, particularly cold cases, older cases, and they see uh, the families. And, you know, the outcome at the end of the day, they never get their, their loved one back. Uh, but there is a certain sense of closure uh, that families feel when we're able to do that. And there's, there's actually, there's probably no more rewarding thing you can do in policing uh, than, be, than being able to do that for a family. So uh, Valencia has been amazing uh, through this process, as you know. Uh, just a, three days ago was a seven-year anniversary. Uh, and the story of Unique is, um, it's one of those stories that there's a lot of, a lot of unanswered questions.
0: Right. So tell me this. I mean, obviously, it's been seven years ago. There have been a couple of different detectives on the case over the years. What's the biggest challenge with a cold case like this? Is it no witnesses? Is it the fact that so much time has gone by? What's the biggest challenge you're facing?
1: Well, the, it's it's always challenging. But, you know, what I have seen, because I've been in investigations uh, for a very long time now. I, be, you know, I was the assistant chief for investigations starting in 2009 And so I had a really close insight uh, into how these uh, investigations sometimes close. Uh, And what happens when a case gets older, it it can be a little bit more difficult. But I've seen so many times where a witness, for example, something happens in a witness's life where now they decide they want to come forward. And so one of the things that's really important in these types of cases, uh, in particular our cold cases, is to keep it out there in the public's eye. Mm -hmm. So if there may be a witness out there or somebody who has information, sometimes it's the suspect themselves. Their life circumstances change. Now they feel guilty about what they've done, and they they could potentially come forward. So so doing things like this, having this podcast, uh, reminding people, of you know the impact that this case has had uh, on um, you know Valencia and her family, but right. really on a whole community, right. the entire community that lives there in the you know 2,400 block of Hartford Street, they know this story, they know what happened, uh, and they don't want to see it happen to anyone else.
0: Why, over the years, you know, with your expertise, why do you feel like witnesses don't come forward? Is it that old saying of sort of they don't want to rat somebody out? Do you feel like it's out of fear? I mean, because Valencia, when I interviewed her, felt like there is definitely a neighbor. There is somebody that knows something. So what do you find that people won't talk?
1: Uh, there's a whole host of reasons why some people don't come forward. There could be somebody out there innocently... Who has information and just doesn 't realize it they may not be in tune to the case they may have things going on in their personal life, so they maybe they did see something at the time and they never really thought much of it, uh, but that could be the critical piece of information uh, that could help us close the case so uh, you know I say all that to say that 's why you know this this renewed effort, constantly keeping the information out there in the public 's eye, you may come across that person. You know, on this podcast, who hasn't ever heard about the case before, and they're like, "Oh, you know what? I remember that day. I remember what I saw. There was this, and they and they could have a critical piece of information that closes the case. What's more likely to happen, though, is is you know you may have a witness out there who's purposely not telling the police, and they may have a change in their circumstance in their life uh, where they decide now they want to come forward with information. And like I said, the person. Uh, that if if someone is responsible for Unique uh, going missing, and as more time goes by, uh, it's an indication that somebody probably was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was some foul play. Uh, and, you know, considering the circumstances, I I know you know the case very well, but uh, Unique's glasses were left in the house. And Valencia will tell you that Unique didn't go anywhere without her glasses. So that's an indication that maybe someone took her out of the house. And so there is a person probably out there uh, who's responsible for this, and I would talk to that person directly if they're listening and say, hey, listen, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You have caused this damage to a family. You have caused this damage uh, to a community, uh, and you need to man up. You need to come forward and let us know exactly what you did so we can bring some closure to this family because that's really... uh, It's important that that happens.
0: I don't know how much you can say on this or not, but there have been some question about various things that people think could be connected with Unique's disappearance. For example, um, there was rumor that she had witnessed a murder a week or so before her disappearance. Do you feel like that has anything to do? Are you exploring? I'm sure you're exploring that angle, but what have you found from that angle?
1: Well, I, you know, I can't talk about specifics of this case because it's an ongoing investigation. But I can tell you when bits of information like that come to an investigator's attention, uh, it, we will follow up on it. The, those are the types of things absolutely we would follow up. We'd follow up on any potential forensic evidence that we would get uh, from the scene, uh, any cell phone records, uh, you know, anything that may have been going on in uh, Unique's life at the time, any personal relationships uh, that she had, try to talk to all those folks and see if we can get some insight as to, to, to why she disappeared. Um, you know, you mentioned another thing, and, and some people uh, uh, get a little bit uncomfortable when, when uh, new detectives get assigned to their cold case. But I can tell you, um, it is actually beneficial uh, to have a fresh set of eyes to go over that case Um, You know, in the course of of working on a police department, sometimes, you know, our officers will retire, our detectives will retire. Um, And if you bring in somebody new and they take a brand new look at the case, they can uh, potentially see something that previous investigators had not seen. And a really good example of that.
0: at checkout. That's T-S-F-S at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 days. Frazier 20. That's F-R-A-S-E-R. The number's two, zero. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of I feel like I'm gonna to have to get a collar driven show Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. and tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you.
1: Uh, in fact, is Pamela Butler. I know. The missing.
0: Congrats. That was like a major, I mean, unbelievable closure for that family.
1: Yeah, And I think a case like that uh, hopefully will give Valencia and her family some hope that we will be able to have the same success uh, in Unique's case. Uh, and what that was, exactly what that was, is that we uh, assigned a new detective to the case, The detective saw some things in the case um, that other detectives had not. And it's no criticism on the other detectives. It's just a perspective that people will bring when they're reviewing a case. Uh, That detective, uh, Mike Fulton, did an incredible job. Um, In fact, they just recently... Had the uh, suspect in the Pamela Butler case who uh, pled guilty right. and is actually going to uh, lead uh, detectives, hopefully, uh, to where he had put uh, Pamela's body. And, I, and I've spoken to the, the Butler family, uh, and they're very, very pleased. Very, very pleased. Yeah. And they have been, um, like Valencia, uh, incredibly patient, incredibly gracious. Mm. You know, at times, uh, and we understand this, there's frustration when they don't get answers. Uh, and we stand there, and we we will stand there hand in hand with them and try and help them through those times because we're just as frustrated as they are,
0: yeah, absolutely um Valencia had said in twenty ten you were not chief at the time, but she felt that her case maybe didn't immediately get the attention that she wanted. And I think there's a perception that maybe if you're a lower income person, if you're African American or you're a minority that maybe sometimes you don't get the same treatment of someone who would be in an affluent neighborhood. Is do you feel like that's true? And do you think what are you doing because Valencia and Henderson Long feel that you're doing a lot to kind of change that perception?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, you know, with regards to attention that are, is given to cases, uh, the police department, we give the same amount of resources that we give to any other case. Uh, all of our cases, particularly um, a, a missing person case like this, which has gone on for a long period of time, or a homicide case, they all rece- receive the same attention and the same resources. But I do think, and I think there is some truth uh, to the fact that certain cases get covered publicly. Uh, more than others and so that I think that fuels this perception that those cases are given more attention and and it's really it's 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 unfortunate and it's sad because whenever a life uh, is lost in our city it's significant Uh, and so I think that you know calling people out on that calling um You know the media out and say hey listen you know how come you're not covering this case when you covered the case that happened over here same circumstance you know what i mean a young person has lost their life and all of a sudden this one is more important Um, i've never really actually quite understood that myself so i'm glad you raised that issue
0: um two final questions for you valencia feels that you are very close to finding out or getting answers can you comment on that? Is that true?
1: Well, you know I don't want to give anyone any any false hope, uh, but I, I because you never know uh, you never know with a case like this when it will close i The one thing I can promise Valencia and I have done this because I talked to her frequently. I talked to her um, in fact a few days ago on the anniversary uh, of her daughter going missing. But I can tell you that we are not going to slow down. Uh, or we, we we really care about this and, and she's like I said she's amazing oh my god yeah she has yeah,
0: she's dedicated her life you know of course you know it's her daughter
1: you can look in her eyes and mm-hmm. and see that this is this is just heartbreaking to her um so if we can uh, in some way uh, assist her uh, we're gonna do it
0: Final question for you. Henderson Long, Valencia Harris, there are many people that have sort of started their own Facebook groups um, for the missing, the exploited. Does that help the police department when these citizens are going out and and getting their own information or talking to people on the street? Or does it hinder what your detectives are trying to do?
1: No, it's 100% absolutely helpful. They may get a piece of information that that may not otherwise have been uncovered. Uh, I applaud Henderson and Valencia for being so uh, persistent and vigilant in their pursuit of not only finding uh, the story behind what happened to Unique, but other missing people in our city. And I think uh, that type of thing is invaluable.
0: Thank you so much. I heard this was your first podcast, by the way. I think you did a great job.
1: Well, thank you. I, th- I think I didn't even really know what a podcast was, but I guess now I do. <laughs>
0: I'll give you the link, I'll show you how to download. You're all set. Thank you so much. All
1: right. Thanks for talking. To me.
0: Thank you so much For listening to this podcast If you liked it I would love If you would share it With someone Who has never heard Of the Hey Hayfresh podcast So please do that Big thanks to Chief Newsham And the Washington D.C. Police Department For taking a chance And believing in podcasting So I'm very grateful For them Again if you have Any information That could lead To the resolution And hopefully finding out What happened to Unique Harris Please reach out To the Washington D.C. Police Department Valencia has given her cell phone number and has requested that if you have any tips or information to please call Valencia it is 202-664-3173 thanks for listening you guys I'll see you next week